to what we think about when we think about code. Today our guest is Phil. Hi, Phil. Welcome. Hello. Um, so I'm going to start with some questions just to get a feel for your uh, personal history with respect to writing software. Mostly we're interested in how long you've been doing it, what your experience is. Um, so can you tell me when you first started writing code and how did you learn? Okay, I guess, so I guess technically the very first time I wrote code was not really in a logical sense. It was when I was four or five. I was, um, basically my older brother was kind of learning to program and he had this basic thing and um, he basically taught me like a command that lets me play music by you know just saying like which note to play, uh, which note to play, how long each note should go for, and it was you know there was no logic uh, there, but it was kind of a way to translate um, from I guess text to sound. So the commands you wrote would be text. Yeah. And just to clarify for the listeners, you said your brother had a basic thing. You mean basic? Oh, uh, the, the basic program. programming language. Yeah, yeah. So he was okay. learning, like he was like three, three and a half years older than me, and uh, yeah, he was kind of learning that stuff too. Okay. So he was messing with it, and then I kind of just followed along and did my own thing. And would, did you continually uh, use code from then until? Um, no, I actually kind of stopped until I learned it, started learning it more formally in middle school. Okay. So I went to a, my middle school had a magnet program and they had a computer science class. So I basically learned in a more formal setting there. And I think we started with basic also in seventh grade. Okay. And, um, so, but, so from then, from middle school, you kind of continuously have been writing code. Yeah. From that, I've been continuously writing code, you know, all the time, basically. So I was, uh, I took CS classes every semester from seventh grade, beginning of seventh grade, onto until I finished college. And how long have you been writing code professionally? Um, since two thousand four, so I guess nearly thirteen years. Okay. So I mean, I had some yeah minor internships before that, but it was mostly like you know coding in college courses, you know, for four years, and before that in high school for I guess four years. Okay. Um. So to set the stage, I want to talk about sort of what's commonly called a, a state of flow. Uh, does that word mean anything to you? Um, I feel like it means a lot of things. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, like, well, let's just think about, like, the states when you're extremely productive. Do you experience states where you're, like, much more productive than your default state? Um, I don't, I guess sometimes, I don't, I don't think it's like really a, a conscious thing to me. Yeah. So, I mean, there are times, but I don't. But are there periods where it, it seems like code kind of just comes out, like you can't type fast enough to keep up with your mind? Um, Maybe when I was younger, not nowadays. Okay. I think actually when you like, I'm doing real world coding, you know, then that's a little different from say when I was first learning and, you know, first doing kind of well-defined things as opposed to, uh, I guess, having to work with um, existing code and, you know, try to basically modify existing code rather than, you know, 
do something as part of, say, a class project. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are kind of two different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you ever have the experience where you'll be working on some problem and going back and forth and then all of a sudden the solution hits you and you are very productive in solving it? For me, I don't... I feel like that might occasionally happen, but I don't think it's actually that common a thing. I feel like it's more of a gradual thing for me. Okay. Uh, well, let, let's try a different tack then. Um, so, well, one thing I'm interested in getting at is what kind of... Uh, what goes on in your mind when you're thinking about code. Uh, so, like... Um, like, just going in your day-to-day, like, let's imagine you're looking at some f- function and um, you need to make some changes to its behavior. What what happens in your mind? Do you just repeat the words to yourself? Do you, uh, as you're typing it, like... I guess, like, I think about it, I try to think about it on a structural level. You know, mm-hmm. what, I guess, what the new goal is and how that differs from what the old goal was. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see these goals in your head and, yeah. and you're making changes. What is it uh, like to move the new code to the, or to uh, change the new code to meet the new goal? Um, how, like, how do you conceptualize those changes, like, in your mind? Do you see... Uh, you know, do you see yourself as like physically moving code around? Are you changing words? Um, um, yeah, I don't think about it much in terms of words. I think about it in terms of concepts, I guess. Okay. And what do the concepts look like or feel like? Um, I guess it's kind of spatial in a sense, but it's not, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely don't feel like I, I see it in terms of like English, you know? Uh-huh. I feel like I see it on a, a more abstract scale. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, more abstract than English, but what is the, uh, um, like, what form does that abstraction take? Do you have a sense? I feel like that often actually just changes depending on what the uh, what the particular thing is. So I feel like uh, I mean, for example, like if I'm working with a tree, I, I think of it. You know, I think of the, the diagram of a tree. Okay. You know, and you know, you know how we're all taught in the textbooks, and I feel like that's how I was taught how a tree looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it I visualize it. Mm-hmm. But it like. In your day to day, do you frequently like would see the diagram in your uh, head? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's kind of how I see it, and then it kind of gets translated into code. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see it in terms of you know the code itself. And so, like, let's say you know you're reading some code that you know uh, um, implements a tree yeah. right algorithm. Like, how long does it take before you? Or if you're reading the code, how long does it take before you start to see the diagram in your head? Um, I think it's actually kind of a continual translation. Uh-huh. So, like, when I read it, I'm kind of trying to find a, uh, like, 
Yeah, I kind of trying to visualize it in terms of, well, what I see in the textbooks, I guess. Okay. And then, so, yeah, let's, let's follow along. So, like, let's say you have this diagram kind of floating around in your head, like, uh, what happens as you make changes to the code? Do you see those changes in terms of the diagram? Oh, uh, yeah. I would say actually pretty continuously. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, what might that look like? Okay, like, let's say, I mean, I guess, do you kind of, like, see the diagram changing in your mind? Yeah. Or, yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, at that point, that to me sounds like uh, getting close to what I would have <laughs> described earlier as flow. Like, okay. um, yeah. but so at that point, um, when you're actually writing the code, are you thinking very much about the actual... Uh, you know, syntax that you're writing, or do you mostly conceive of it in terms of like the form that you have in your mind? Um, I think it depends. Like, it, it things like data structures. I feel like that's more the that's what gets turned more into a diagram in terms of say if then statements. I feel like that's a little bit different. Uh huh. So, um, like conditional logic, I think it actually is more. It translates a little less away from say, the code or from English. Mm -hmm. I feel like that I can kind of see in the screen. And actually, like, even just seeing the indentation kind of just helps me just, like, understand uh -huh. it just by kind of by looking at it. Just like, mm -hmm. actually, the literal shape of the of the code just from the indentation is kind of um, how I visualize, like, conditional logic. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um... Are you aware of anything that can kind of trigger you to uh, start um, seeing and manipulating code at the diagram level in your head? Um, I guess for di again for diagrams, it's like I basically translate a data structure to a diagram, and you know, or sets of data structures, or how they interact with each other. Yeah, I feel like that's where it kind of moves from the code to a, mm -hmm. maybe kind of a separate space. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess to come back earlier, like, are you ever, like, kind of, like, let's say you're working, you're modifying some data structure, right? Yeah. Um, are you ever writing code, but you, you find that in your mind, you know, it's the diagram that you're manipulating or like the code is kind of coming from the changes you see in the diagram. Yeah. I would say it's pretty directly translating from the diagram. Yeah. Okay. And then, but so do you, are you aware of anything that kind of makes you go into that state or are you just, always no, I think, in I'm, I think I'm always in it. Okay. Wow. That's I pretty impressive. So. I mean, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, hard, it's hard for me to like, to, to kind of see code in terms of English, you know, I, I feel like, and I know some people might feel it differently. Like I've definitely had coworkers who would describe it, you know, who would send me, say, an email describing what they're doing, and they describe it in like a long English paragraph. Yeah. And to me, that's like not as easy for me to understand as yeah. if they just kind of did pseudocode or something. I feel like uh -huh. it's way easier for me to understand. Yeah. Interesting. Um, is is there a difference? Um, 
in the way you think about code, like when you're writing about it versus talking about it later, or is it pretty similar? It's pretty similar. Okay. Um, have you, so we talked about like data structures versus if statements, like have you had ex different experiences at different scales of code? So like a method versus uh, a whole module or, you know, set of interacting modules versus a code base. Do you notice if there's any uh, difference in the way you conceptualize at each um, level? I guess I feel like I try not to, actually. I mean, I, I would like to think that it's just a matter of zooming, you know? Okay, can you explain that some more? Try not to what? Well, I, I guess in, in the sense that when I think about abstractions, I don't... Um, I, don't know, I, I guess I just kind of want to see it. If it's zoomed out, I kind of want to see it the same way as if it's zoomed in. It's like when it's zoomed out, I don't want to think about the details. When it's zoomed in, it's kind of the same structural thing, except I do see the details, you know? Okay, so you're saying you, when you're looking at when I'm looking at it zoomed out, it's like I, I kind of translate some parts into black boxes. Uh -huh. I zoom in, you know, I basically try to, I guess, tune out the rest of it, and in a sense. So it's kind of sometimes I mean the it, inverse, right? Zoomed out is uh, like making things fuzzier, but zooming in is like everything else kind of becomes fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's like that. Huh. Um. So. That one thing that strikes me about the way we're talking about it is both of these are kind of visual metaphors, right? Like yeah. the diagrams zooming in and out. Yeah. Um, what do you think it's like when you're uh, like very focused? So like, but there does seem to me like, do you notice a difference like in the zoomed out like mode, like? Uh, like what each black box kind of looks like, you know, because it doesn't look like, you know, s statements, right? It, yeah, I guess that. Yeah, it certainly doesn't look like statements. It looks like each black box has a certain purpose. So I guess in terms of like a function, there's an input mm -hmm. and output, you know? Yeah. Would there ever be, like, do you ever think about, like, let's say you're kind of in the zoomed out mode, like, do you ever think about like kind of black boxes interacting and um, uh, what that would look like? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what I... Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I try to do, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, do they have kind of different uh, feelings or shapes or images associated with them? Um, especially, I mean, I guess when you look at it, zoomed out, it's kind of... it's. I guess without or zoom in, it's kind of like a graph of nodes, you know? Uh-huh. And zoomed in, you would say, is still a graph um, of nodes. Okay, but I guess maybe if you zoom in, like, once you start zooming into the individual statements, then, well, it's there's a lot less of that because I feel like that's, again, when you start looking at, you know, conditional logic, like ifs, then else, like, once you start getting to that level, then that's when I kind of, I guess, change to... Well, something, yeah, something less. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you know, would you, like, hear the words in your head, like, if, then? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh. For that, I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Do you ever anthropomorphize pieces of code? Talk about them as if they were humans? Um, I feel like I don't tend to do that verbally, but I definitely have interacted with many people who do, and uh-huh. I, I probably think about it the same way. Uh-huh. I think it's a good chance I do. But you don't notice that you do or not? I mean, I don't... I, don't, I feel like I notice when other people do, and I think uh-huh. it's... A, kind of weird to hear it that way but yeah does it strike you like is it surprising or does it make sense it's to not you? that surprising i mean i feel yeah. like i feel like we probably think about it the same way and just have different ways of expressing it uh-huh honestly. and do you have a feel for like what kinds of code is suitable to be anthropomorphized like would you ever anthropomorphize a method or you know is it more at the level of um the whole uh class um yeah i think a method could be i mean a method has a purpose uh-huh so you could say the the method you know like all right this guy does certain thing uh-huh and then you pass it on to this other guy who does certain thing or you know, uh-huh. something, something like that you know okay i feel like that's a common way i hear it yeah i hear it expressed yeah okay interesting um have you noticed uh Anything, I guess you've been writing code for a long time, so it may be hard to remember, but, like, has this uh, ability, like, or this, like, seeing things as a graph or, like, you know, the way you conceptualize code, has it changed as you've gotten more experience? No, I don't actually think it really has, but I guess one thing is that very pretty early on, I guess I first learned code and basic but uh one of the other early things i used was hypercard which was this um basically kind of i guess it's kind of probably similar to visual basic in which case it was kind of a visual form in it and it's like you you would have uh you would kind of make a ui mm-hmm. so you would have like uh buttons and you would have you know things like that mm-hmm. and have them interact with each other so okay. the, i think maybe the fact that i done that kind of makes me think about it in that form sometimes Okay. It's like, you know, this, this thing here, when you click on it, it does a certain thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that translates to a procedure. Mm-hmm. And so as you learned uh, how to write the actual procedures underlying, you kind of kept the same yeah, metaphors think, in your head. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Interesting. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for talking with me today, Phil. It was really uh, interesting.